BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Hope everybody had a fabulous, relaxing, rejuvenating, renewing weekend. Yes, happy Monday. I had a nice weekend. I could have like gone for one more day of weekend. You yeah. Know, but you always can. Actually, sometimes I feel rested super satisfied from the weekend yeah no when I woke up this morning I was like 90% sure it was Sunday but I'm having one of those days where like it's Sunday but I think it's a Monday no but it was actually Monday and it was really depressing way to wake up that is quite depressing but it was a pretty good weekend I actually watched so much TV I read a lot and so I'll have a lot to share in our TV recap segment fabulous in our TV recap segment I haven't turned on my TV in a whole week because I just had been reading, except for to watch Housewives for this show. But like in terms of binging, there are so many shows that I watch that have new seasons, like Billions, Bold Type, Queen of the South. Like I have so much Money on my roster. No, I watched Money Heist okay. finally after after years of talking about it. But so I watched Bold Type season four B because there was a break. So I watched the rest of the season and watched them just take everything that was great about the show and just drive it right into the ground. Oh. And then I started Billions, the new season, so good. And I watched our Toast movie of the week, which is, I think, maybe, I don't want to speak too soon, but might be our fa- my favorite done we've ever done. We will get favorite into it. Favorite done we've and ever done. We're also going to assign our next movie of the week. But yes, I totally agree. This was a fantastic choice. I've, I literally have like pages and pages in my notes wanting to like mention so many things. I really loved the movie. It was, a, it, were, it was honestly in the same vein as like The Color of Friendship. Like kids, movies directed really for kids, but ageless, no. timeless lessons. It was spot on. I was laughing. I was crying. I literally was getting chills the whole time. And at one point I got full body chills from my fingertips to my toes. Yeah, no, chills. it was a fabulous choice. So thank you to everyone who recommended it. And it was continues. One, one person suggested it like a while back when we started up to his movie of the week again. I just remembered it in my head. So whoever that was back in June, you know who you are probably who suggested it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. Jax, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do I look any different to you? Okay. Um, I don't know, but I, but I know that you did something that I actually want to ask you about. Yeah. Like the shaving of the fox. I shaved my fox. Even though, like, to say you shaved your face makes it seem like you're from The Greatest Showman, The Bearded Lady. No. Um, no, you know, Marilyn Monroe shaved her face well, every day. Yeah, so it's not really sh- face shaving. It's dermaplaning. Yeah. And it's not really like a razor. I'm not taking my Billy razor across my forehead. It's like these tiny, thin, like, Japanese blades that I got from Sephora, which, by the way, I went to Sephora this weekend for, like, the first time in months. And I have to give them majeure kudos. It was such a fabulous experience. Oh, that's so great to hear because I went a little while ago and I found it to be a little stressful, but I actually need to re-up on my makeup. So maybe I'll go and have the same fabulous experience. And I do want to hear about your dermaplaning because I think the experience you had putting on your makeup today was the exact opposite of mine. I literally had so many crumbles because I like washed my foundation brush and I got a bug bite on my face last night. Let me see where. It's here. And so... Oh, I see. Um... I put, it was red, so I put some, like, green primer. Color correcting. Color correcting. And all of it just, it was crumbles. Yeah, no, you need to shave your fudge. I've <laughs> been dying to do it. I just see videos on Instagram, which is, I know, not a good place for, like, aesthetician-like tips. But I, I've just been really wanting to do it. I've heard so many benefits. You're not really, like, shaving your, like, mustache. Areas where you grow black, well, not you, but, like, people like who look like me grow black thick hair like upper lip and eyebrow you're supposed to avoid those areas because that type of hair is prone to grow back much thicker and faster but if you're shaving the peach fuzz like on your cheeks near your hairline your forehead your chin um and I did my nose it's not supposed to grow back any different and and it can take like six weeks to grow back so you don't have to shave your face that much 
And what I found to be the most beneficial part, I watched a million videos on how to do it and I watched it from estheticians, not beauty gurus, because I feel like I want the real deal. Yeah. And one of them said something so interesting. She's like, most people skip their nose. But if you have a lot of blackheads on your nose, you can literally, and like a lot of them are like full term, you know, Mm -hmm. you can literally scrape and see like the tops. She was calling them the plugs come out. And I have so many blackheads on my nose and I cover them up with makeup really well. But when I was done, I had about 75% less blackheads on my nose. It was so crazy. And then you're not supposed to really put on makeup. So I, I took like eight hours, but then I had to go to dinner. So I put on makeup and I put it on super fast. But this morning I gave myself a lot of time to do my makeup with my new skin and it literally is such a visible difference. Okay, I'm going to do it because I'm actually the queen of peach fuzz. But they say you're really supposed to do it at like a facialist. Like it's much better to go to a real esthetician, but that's not an option for me right now. And I needed new skin fast. That's not an option right now, even though we entered phase four. Did we? Today, yes. I got a notification. Is that indoor restaurants? Nope. It's um, zoos and botanical gardens. Well, zoos should be shut down. I know that like you've really been struggling in quarantine because you weren't able to go to the local botanical garden. Yeah, no, that's 100% it. And so I think that's something that we should do this week really cheer you up yeah I mean I actually almost got married at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden um so actually going back there brings back like these terrible memories because I didn't end up getting married there very sad well I think I might shave my fotch you should think about it I think I'm actually the perfect candidate one peach fuzz everywhere so it's, it's peach fuzz it's dead skin and two blackheads I have so many blackheads on my nose and I'm the opposite of you I do not go after the things growing on my skin. Like Big if mistake. I have a pimple, I, it pops on its own. You know, I really give them agency. Mm-hmm. And Free so, reign. What? Free reign. Free reign. And so the blackheads on my nose just, you know, they live there, they pay rent, and they weren't going to be evicted anytime soon. Are they good tenants? They they are. You know, they're pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes they're late. And that's yeah, annoying. that's annoying. But I'm a, I'm a nice landlord. You should think about it. Watch a bunch of videos don't like just don't go grab a razor and then fucking shave your face like watch the videos you have to cleanse you got to use a witch hazel and you have to hold the razor at a very specific 45 degree angle but literally seeing all like the dirt dead skin and like schmutz accumulate on your face as you scrape the razor down is one of the most satisfying things ever okay cool you've really you've influenced me I have been influenced and you know I will use your swipe up link so that you can get thank you affiliate you know you're not easily influenced no I'm not I'm pretty set in my routine you know I I actually I feel like I'm influenced by by influencers I feel like at least in the last few years when I really buy something new or or try something new it's because I've been influenced by influencers me too I was so influenced by Sophia Richie's um Vogue makeup tutorial that's really the last thing that really changed my makeup routine like brushing up my eyebrows every day and now I look at old pictures my eyebrows were so saggy and now they're like I bought the Bobbi Brown Luminous Foundation from her video, too. It's actually a fabulous foundation. I bought her eyeshadow. This isn't a story today, but I think her and Scott are back together, which just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Are the Kardashians and Addison Rae a story? They are not a story. I meant for them to be a story because that's really, like, the celebrity news that clogged my weekend. But Mm -hmm. then when I was looking for stories, like, no one was really writing it up. But let's talk about it. I think we should talk about it because I think it's it's important for the culture. Addison Rae is 19. She's a Mm -hmm. TikToker, if you don't know. She's one of the top two, maybe three most famous TikTokers in the world. Um, And she, in the past, has very few times hung out with Courtney and her family. And I think the impression as consumers that we got is that, like, Mason... Mason's Mason's obsessed with her work. Yeah, Mason's obsessed with TikTok. And because he's not 14, he got his TikTok page taken down. So... I think in an attempt to be like a cool mom, Kourtney Kardashian reached out to Addison. She like came to the house. It's like Kylie getting the Trolls cast to come over for Stormy is Kourtney getting Addison to come over to like be with Mason. And honestly, it never really seemed so odd to me. Like I just thought it was like really cute. But this weekend they did take it to another level where I believe that they're all staying in a house together in Malibu. That's the impression I'm getting as well. And um, my friend Simon is there and I like literally keep texting him. He's not answering me. I'm like, I need to know what's going on with Addison Rae. Um, Because... They've taken it to another level, and it's it's like she's they're now really hanging out with Courtney. Yeah, no, they're one big happy family. From what I gather, this is the people in attendance: Addison, Courtney, Courtney's kids, North. Yes, I saw North. Simon, Pip, Simon's Scott. fiance, Scott, and I saw. I don't know if she's there the whole weekend, but Kendall joined them for a beach walk. Interessant. So I literally, oh, with Faye. Yes. So I literally saw like but Addison. Then also, Kylie was posting pictures on that staircase. The wow. other day. Wow. It's it's really interesting. I, maybe the whole family's under one roof. I would love to see that. With Addison? Like, that's crazy. It feels like she's really fitting in so well. Honestly, I feel very, like, protective almost over these, like, young TikTokers who are getting 
literally reaching astronomical levels of fame in record time. And I really feel like a lot of them were like made for it. Like I feel like Charlie and Addison are like handling everything that's coming their way really gracefully and like not letting it get to their head. And they, I really feel strongly that they're good role models for like young girls. And I feel like Addison, I don't know, I'm just like so impressed by her ability to like stay in a house with Kourtney Kardashian for the weekend, no, you know? Totally. And as far as like hanging out with good celebrity influences goes, hanging out with the entire Kardashian family, you know, say what you want about them, but they're a great unit. They, they don't really do, they, they don't, don't do get drugs. Into trouble. I really like this for her. Yeah. I, you know, she could be hanging out with anyone in the Any celebrity circle. world that she wants and she chooses a family moment and we, we love have, that so we have no choice but to but to stand you yeah, know i think it's great like i'm curious to to know more like I'm, logistically i'm curious to understand like is there a friendship really between courtney and addison or is it more of like a mason thing mason yeah because the age difference is right so to invite one of mason's like crushes almost <laughs> to stay in the house would be weird and inappropriate so i don't think that that's that i think maybe her and courtney just like got along well yeah which no, is I crazy because so I, I feel like if Addison were to hang out with like any of the Kardashians, it would be like Ky Chloe, Kylie. No, not even age wise. I'm talking like personality wise. Oh, I don't know her personality well enough. I don't know if her personality type is really like a Courtney vibe. It seems like it is. But when Courtney Kardashian you calls, like you answer. Yes, and when Addison calls, you answer. So both yeah. girls are picking up the phone. You know, it's fabulous. I'm really here for it. I'm definitely. I have the initial shock, like everyone else does. But people are like ragging on it. But I think it's like all fun and good and cool. No, I had the initial shock, and now I'm truly living for it. Like I'll be sad when this rental is up and everyone yeah. goes back to their respective homes. Yeah. Because the content is so good and. Addison like TikToking with all the Scott. kids running in the background. So insane. It's just like it's we this, couldn't dream this up. It's what 2020 dreams are truly made this of. This is what 2020 was supposed to be. Yes, but we got sidetracked. We got so sidetracked. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we have the same thoughts. Yeah, no, it's just fabulousness all around oozing with fabulosity. Yeah, but maybe now that the weekend's over, like everyone's packing their bags this morning. I really hope not. I hope not also, but... But like none of them good, have real jobs, so... All good things must come to an end. That's true. And you know, familiarity breeds contempt, so I don't want them to like start, you know, hating each other because they've been in the same house for so long. I feel you. I feel you. Well, we're wishing them the best. We are wishing them the best. Okay, I guess now it's time. Speaking of TikTok, I do kind of look like a TikToker today, I feel With your, like. Those are very TikTok pants. With my jeans. Um, Snitch gave them to me. Oh, which did Which is she? why I look like Snitch. You do? So, shout out to Snitch if you're watching this. We miss you. Um, okay. Now, without further ado, sure. I believe that it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And today's episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash the morning toast, our subscription service. If you love the morning toast and you want more, you can pay $7.99 for five extra episodes a month. Those five, five episodes can be podcast episodes. They can be vlogs, behind the scenes, more family stuff. You never know what you're going to get when you sign up. It's a great way to get more content and support the show. So the link is patreon.com slash the morning toast, $7.99. It gets you five extra episodes a month and admission into our top secret Facebook group. The Toast After Dark for members only, true lovers of pop culture and all things toast. Right. So if you love the show and you want more show, head over to patreon.com slash toast. Or if you love the show and you just want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash toast. Um, before we dive in, I just meant to say I went to dinner last night at Cipriani and I had the cake. Oh, yes, I saw. Hold on. <sighs> let me put down my... Yeah, no. You know what? So I was trying to explain to everyone at the dinner because I put on my story, RTK, okay. and they were like, what, what does this mean? And I'm like, well, me and Jackie and our friend Heather like went to Amphargal and we were having like this torturous time. But then like we were about to leave, but then this cake came and they were laughing. But like you really had to be there. Um, and I hadn't had that cake in so long. And Real Toasters will remember that episode where was it after the Amphar episode where Heather co-hosted with us? Yes. And we just and like we went to this amazing gala, like so incredible. Star studded. Kim was there and like all we could talk about was this cake. Especially because I think in the moment, none of us while we were eating the cake were like communicating how obsessed we were with the cake. But then when we all sat down to recap the night the only thing we could discuss was the cake yeah so I had a piece last night and it was just as good even though I did eat al fresco last night and somebody at the table next to me did see a roach so and it's I hate to even say that because it's not an affront or a dig at the restaurant because it's just a New York problem it's not like the restaurant is dirtier or no. less it's just it's just what life is like here and a reason why you should never move here. So, um, yes, I did have an, in, an interaction with a roach. I yeah. heard them screaming and I'm like, please don't be a rat. Stop. Please don't be a rat. Stop. 
Wow. I thought it'd been a while, you know. No, I haven't. I don't. I really don't eat alfresco dine anymore. Right. Same. So I thought like maybe the problem had solved itself. No. Nope. They're out and about. So I just wanted to share my like little cake Bonnie moment. And, Clyde. and you know, you can literally show up to Gibriani and try and buy the whole cake. Like they'll sell you the cake. Yeah. Someone sent me the whole cake one. Someone sent me one too. That's a great thing for a birthday. Can you just rem- like, give me that for my next birthday? Yeah, sure. Actually, your birthday's coming up. I'll get it for you. Thanks. Thanks, Claudia. Oh, now would also be a great time to remind you that my comedy special is out and available. You can buy it. You can rent it. You could stream it. Um, all the links are on my Instagram in a highlight called Disgrace Queen. And I really appreciate the support and all the positive feedback. It really means a lot to me. Love it. Okay, now let's get into it. Okay, sorry. That's like that's all the promo, self-promo for today. Perfect. Oh, also get your presets at JackieOflo.com. <laughs> First story, Megan Fox cuddles up to Machine Gun Kelly in new photo. Okay, that's a great headline. There's so much more to this story, you know? Of course, we have not even cracked the surface. We haven't even cracked the surface, but the article does. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's romance appears to be heating up. The twosome cuddled up in a group photo shared on Friday by Randall Emmett's Instagram page as the film director celebrated production... Rem- resuming Resuming. on his thriller Midnight in the Switchgrass in Puerto Rico. Quote, after four months apart, grateful to be back in Puerto Rico filming with this this amazing cast, adapting to this new world, all quarantined together. Emmett captioned the shot, which also features his fiancée, Lala Ken, as well as stars Lucas Haas and Emil Hirsch. So it turns out that this movie set is where Machine Gun Kelly... Which we knew. Oh, I didn't didn't realize it was a Randall Emmett film. You did? We knew that. So they had met on the set, but then... Filming was halted. halted, so they all went back home, but they obviously fell in love on the set. They fell deeper in love in quarantine, and now I'm hoping that we are going to get a movie that's like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith of our time, where oh these two my people God. are so in love. She left her husband for him. Can and I the just fact say? that quarantine happened in between makes it all like kosher, because they went through all the necessary steps. Can I just say, a Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot with Angelina Jolie and Machine Gun Kelly would be Unbelievable. With Megan Fox, you mean? What did I say? You said Angelina Jolie. Oh, sorry, Megan Fox. I, yeah. Angelina Jolie was in the original. Um, that would be a fucking sensational movie. I would see that in two seconds. I just mean that level of chemistry where we're watching two people fall in love in a movie. I know, but you accidentally like created the most genius idea ever. That too. I have so many thoughts here. You know that hashtag Megan Kelly. Um, someone commented on our Instagram how like Megan Kelly's a cute name, like a cute celebrity name for Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, but honestly, it should be Meh Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's so much better. So That's now great. now their names are Meh Gun Kelly. Me Gun. Uh, Me Gun. <laughs> and the second thing is, is like, I just, Randall Emmett films to me are an anomaly. Like, I hear about them all the time, and I've literally never seen one or like even seen one be in theaters. Okay, here are some. Actually, I think his most popular film, because it used to be in his Instagram bio, is Lone Survivor. You didn't oh, watch it, probably, but, but I've you've heard, heard of it. it. Yes. Also, he participated in The Irishman, he says. Oh, yeah. And Gotti, Which know. was the big fat failure. Um, but also, if you go to his IMDb, there are a lot Tons. of other movies. But yeah. I think Lone Survivor is the one that was most successful and that he participated the most in. Interesting. Whereas I think he participated in The Irishman at like a 1%. Well, he was just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like cool. When, yeah, so I'm really, I think this is such great press for the movie. I'm so excited that Lala Ken is wrapped up in all of this. I hope that they're like getting double date dinners yeah. together no i will 100 percent be seeing this movie like now that i know about it i'm its number one fan what's it about um it's called star-crossed lovers it's called midnight in the switchgrass it honestly sounds so bad it but, like, but that's i'll a, be seeing it i'll be seeing it at midnight when it comes out and i will be, be in the switchgrass <laughs> i will be seeing midnight in the switchgrass at, at midnight, midnight in, in the, the switchgrass, switchgrass with a knife colonel sanders yeah, no, I totally agree. And if you look at this photo, they just look like two high schoolers who are yeah. so obsessed with no, each other. No, it's like a, a post-prom picture. Like, everyone's tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I need all the other people in the photo to get the fuck out. Except I need... for Lala and Randall. No, 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 just the four of them. Yes. And then everyone else has to go. Sorry. Like, you, I, I don't know what your role is in the movie, but in this movie, you are not main characters. You are supporting actors and actresses. Yeah, and if the movie doesn't focus on, like, a love between the characters that me gun and gun play <laughs> mr gun kelly yeah um i i might be showing up at like midnight the next night <laughs> i have listened to that song um bloody valentine where she's in the music video for it's a machine gun kelly song i have listened to it so many times it's an absolute banger i think i'm becoming like machine gun kelly's 
actual number one fan, not just his celebrity, but also his music fucking bangs. Yeah. It's really good. It is really good. The emo kid in me is like, you know, in the back of the car, like fucking nodding my head against the window. Does Ben like Machine Gun Kelly? I feel as though he would. I'm not sure if Ben knows about Machine Gun Kelly, but I have to play Bloody Valentine for him because that is Ben's chosen genre of music. Like, emo like a, a nod to like 90s simple plan you no know, it's like if someone if the singers mean like yeah yeah like that's ben's genre like yeah yeah but i feel as though he doesn't discover new music he just sorts of listens to the old one a hundred percent i feel so that. i'll start playing it around the house and then he'll be like hey wait, what was that song yeah like my bloody something yeah totally yeah so this is just a beautiful update in the love story that is these two. And I think this is one of the more positive things that has come out of quarantine is that it really gave these two a fair shot. And now they can like go into their love on set fairly because up when, the last time she was on set, she was technically married. And we even though she was like, but like, you know, in the public opinion, you no, know, and like legally she was married for sure. But that yeah. marriage was always one minute away from just death. Yes. And, now, and Machine Gun Kelly was here to put it out of its misery. Thank you. Okay. Next story. Jeffree Star has put out a video addressing the Tati Westbrook quote situation. We have James been waiting. Charles and the drama about him and Shane Dawson in a new video. We have been waiting. I completely forgot that we were waiting. Me too. And then a video dropped. So I think that whoever um, like manages or does PR for Jeffree Star listens to this show because I gave him advice. He did exactly what you said he should do. I said if he gives, comes out with a video, receipts, and then this, 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 it looks like he's exactly the person Tati was describing, someone who's manipulative, somebody who holds receipts, someone who blackmails people. So for him to have come out and just be like, I don't blackmail people, I'm not, I don't have any receipts here today, I just like, I'm accepting kind of responsibility for what I did, my part in all of this. So I think that was a really smart move. And it seems like he doesn't really care what people think about his apology video. He just needed to get something out so that he can, can continue on with the rest of his content. He has launches, apparently. He has lots of stuff. Yeah. Videos filmed. Like, he just wants to move on with his day-to-day. And, like, I think he knows that people either hate him or love him. His video was never going to change people from loving to hating, from hating to loving. He just needed to, for optics, get something out so that he can move on. And the people who ride or die for him are going to be there for him no matter what. Yeah, he needed to close the book on this and get his opinion on record so that, you know, everyone can reference their favorite YouTuber. Um, But he didn't want to fan the flames, which he easily could have being like, no, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. But then it becomes bigger and messier. And it's clear that that's not what he wants. So I think that this was the wise choice, especially considering from what I understand, people are not living for this drama anymore. People are finding it annoying. They're finding all the characters and players in this annoying. And so no one is interested in another video full of tea where they're confused about how to feel and they're like back and forth back and forth agreed so I think he read the room realized he needed to say something and what he was going to say was a whole lot of nothing I I did have a couple problems with the video um my the first problem was the couch I like literally I'm a fan of Jeffree Star and I think that like his makeup brand is super impressive and I think he has great taste in makeup and like his clothes are amazing. But his interior decor style is just like honestly so trashy and tacky. Like that couch was just a disgrace, okay? Also the acoustics of the video, because yes. it was so far away. Yes. It, it was fine. I could hear what he was saying, but as a professional YouTuber, it was a strange choice. Agreed. The second thing I didn't like, which I think he should have brushed off because everyone's entitled to their opinion, but to release a video where it's like you're already being made out to be the villain and then to just dig your grave even deeper by like defending Shane Dawson where it's like honestly I respect that he's your friend and you want to stay loyal to him but like you just shouldn't have even addressed it in the video because what Shane is like under the under fire for is like so abhorrent and disgusting and unforgivable and I just don't know why you would like attach yourself to that when no one was asking like the video was about you Okay, so you think if he made a video addressing everything that's been going on in the last few months and didn't address Shane that people would have been fine with that I literally never expected him to address Shane I'm maybe I'm uh, a singular 
person, but I'm of the mindset like you are not responsible for what someone else does or says, even if you're friends with that person. So it's like I never once expected Jeffrey to comment on Shane's cancellation. Maybe if he were to talk about Shane, it would to be to address what Tati said about them doing together, gaslighting mm-hmm. her. But I never once expected nor wanted to hear his thoughts on Shane because I know that they're friends. And of course, everyone's allowed to stand by their friends. I wouldn't because I would not defend someone who's a child predator, but everyone's entitled to do that. And I just thought like, if he was trying to make the video as like alleged, I mean, as like child predator, sorry, alleged, but not even no like jokes about child predator. Sorry. I didn't mean to speak out, uh, misspeak, but if he was trying to like, let the video just like slide by like standard and nothing crazy. Like, I just don't know why he would even bring up the Shane stuff, especially if he's not going to condemn it. Yeah, so I guess the only reason would be that he thinks it's the right thing to do and that he really stands by his friend and he wants everyone to know that. So I just, I don't agree with that. And then the other thing I thought was so strange, it's like, I hate when people say like, there's so, you know, there's so much more important things going on in the world like that I have to even address this. So if you really feel that way, don't address it. But to just lump together like randomly, like different causes in the video um, and then saying all beauty matters and then saying, you know, which it's true. I feel like for as long as I've been watching his videos, he's always pushing and putting pressure on brands to be more inclusive in their shade ranges. And all that was true. I just don't know how that applies to this. Like it was just a real clusterfuck of like information and content. And I didn't feel like any of it was fluid or it left me confused. And he kept contradicting himself. Like, I don't know. I just and I'm a really big Jeffree Star fan. I just it didn't do anything for me. I honestly couldn't even get through it and it was only 10 minutes. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me in the sense that I forgot that I watched it, but now I guess we're no longer waiting for a response from him and he can move on with all of his other endeavors and leave all of this in the past, which I think is what he was trying to do. I don't think he was trying to sway any hearts and minds. I think he's trying to close the book. You know, eventually, like, people have decided and there's, like, we we watch one video where we're Tati and then we're with Jeffrey. Like, that's not really, it can only go back and forth so many times and I think Jeffrey probably reconciled that he lost a bunch of fans but he still has, like, ride or die hardcore fans and they're going to be the ones to continue to support him and he just wants to go back to normal and this was his attempt to do that, like, swiftly. I just did not think the video was well done really in any way but I put it on our Instagram because I was really curious to hear people's thoughts. Um, and Most here's, of the comments I saw was like, people didn't even want to watch it. That's yeah. how bored everyone is of, by this story. So line. this is from Emily Ranner. She said, I started the video craving a big juicy hamburger, but was served a salad without dressing. Like 100%. Um, someone said, the transition from talking about the drama within the beauty community to the atrocities committed against the black community was very poor. Agreed. Ending it with all beauty matters was another poor choice. Um, someone said the couch is hideous. It's going to be a no for me, dog. So I think the overall consensus, which, by the way, and this is coming from someone who has been a really big Jeffree Star fan in the past. And I, I probably still watch, will watch his videos. I just, this video Does did this nothing for me. change your standhood at all? Like, more or less? No, because a lot of people are canceling Jeffree um, for things that he did in his past that have been rehashed already and he has apologized for and I'm I'm a firm believer in growth and change and no I will I will still watch his videos and because like let's even if I do think he was wrong in the Tati stuff which I think everyone's wrong I think everybody needs to take responsibility um that's not something I would ever stop watching Jeffrey for like YouTube drama is YouTube drama like that's why we live for it even when it was happening I think we all knew that Jeffrey was the bad guy in this story in this movie. But that's like his vibe. Like it's Yeah, no, and we we all sort of just reconciled that and moved on to the, you know, the docu- the Shane Dawson documentary right. and we just moved on. So this didn't move the needle for me at all, forwards or backwards. It's as if I never saw anything. I'm curious if James Charles has forgiven Jeffrey. Definitely um, not. Definitely not. And if he were to ever, like I think that would really clear Jeffrey's like name, but mm-hmm. I don't think James would ever do that. I think that he would forgive him, you know Hypothetically. Yeah. It's on the surface, but you know, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. James Charles hasn't spoken on it, and I don't think he ever will. Yeah, because now he's just enjoying, you know, the comeuppance that he deserved a Retribution. year ago. And you know, he doesn't need to messy himself with this. He's getting the justice that he deserves. And sometimes you have to let justice just roll out in front of you, and you don't even need to do a thing. Yeah. Justice truly speaks for itself. It does. Okay, next story. Hayden Penetier is breaking her silence on alleged abuse by her ex, Brian Hickerson. 
Hayden Panettiere has broken her silence on the abuse she suffered at the hands of her ex-boyfriend. The former Nashville star released a statement on social media saying she's coming forward with the hope that she can help others who find themselves in similar situations. Quote, I'm coming forward with the truth about what happened to me with the hope that my story will empower others in abusive relationships to get the help they need and deserve. I am prepared to do my part to make sure this man never hurts anyone again. I'm grateful for my support system, which helped me find the courage to regain my voice and my life. In the caption, she added, you're not alone, along with phone numbers to domestic abuse hotlines. Oh, I love her so much. You are not alone. And there's something really powerful about not only coming forward with your abuse, but having everyone know who you're talking about. Because she's right. Like, this is a dangerous person. And if it's not Hayden Panettiere, it's going to be someone else. You don't just change from, you know, woman to woman. So I, like, love that she did this. I love that she's looking out. Obviously, she probably shared this, you know, for her own mental health, but really for, like, the safety of other women who might come in contact with this man. And, like, if they ever just were to Google him, like, they would know in two seconds that, that, that that's who it is. And I, and I just love that, and I really respect her. And I feel like she's had a really tumultuous um, personal life for, like, the last couple of years between, like, bad relationships. And I know she struggled with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Like, And I just, I love her. I feel very deeply connected to her. I mean, she was in Remember the Titans, which we're going to recap really soon. Um, but she's also in most of, like, my favorite childhood movies, Raising Helen. Like, she's just such an integral part of Bring my childhood. On. Bring it on, yes. Bring it on, too. And Three. Two likes the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three. Uh, with also Solange Knowles, an iconic film. Maybe an iconic we, film. We need to add that to our Toast Movie of the Week. Um... But I just, I love her and I feel, and she like really fell off the face of the earth for a while, but it's because she's been dealing with so much in her personal life. And I just, I'm her champion. Like I love her and I just want her to be happy and healthy and like in a good relationship. I agree. And I think this is a great step towards doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely love her, ride with her. And I'm, I hope she's doing well. And I I think it's, it's really wonderful of her to put these resources out for other women um, who might be going through something similar. Agreed. And hopefully this is like the end of a chapter for her and we can start fresh. Definitely. Maybe with the new season of Nashville. Who knows? Oh, you guys. Did you finish Nashville? No. After it was um, canceled on ABC, like I didn't stand that hard to like go over to the CMT channel. No, you missed out. Because then I it know. became even more country and like less like mainstream, mainstream. country. And it's so good. If you've never watched Nashville, like, that's a wonderful show to binge right now. It's a good quarantine show. Yeah, it's so good. Then it gets bad, of course, but then it gets good again. And I, I loved the way that it ended. There were just some characters in the show that, like, I literally could not fuck with. Scarlett. And then her boyfriend at the time, in the beginning, that guy, the tall, skinny one. Yes. Um, no. L- Lyle? No, the one, not her first boyfriend. Uh, with the, Avery, not Avery. No. The other one. Um, Who's British in real life. Yes. Oh my God, the two of them were so fucking annoying. They almost were in the show. Scarlet, like honestly, she was the worst character. Like, did you talk like this? I need to find out that guy's name now because it's really... Really but it is a good show, and it ended up with great music. And Gunner Scott. Gunner. And it launched the career of Lennon Stella, which was just fabulous. And we love a Connie Britton moment. Hayden Panettiere, truly star-studded. Deacon was uh, the dad from OBX, mm-hmm. and also the dad from the last song. Right? And also the dad from Jesse. No, not the last song. Dad that from was, Jesse, yes. yes. Um, no, it really star-studded. Really star-studded. So if you love yourself. country music, or you just love shows with music, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a great show. Okay, next story. Prince Andrew was a no-show at his daughter Beatrice's wedding. Well, some good news. The Princess Beatrice was married on Friday. She was a Corona bride, and obviously, you know, she planned to have a big royal affair. Uh, Instead, she opted for something smaller, where just her grandparents, Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, were on hand for the socially distanced ceremony in Berkshire. Uh, The Daily Mail reported that B's father was nowhere in sight as accusations accusations continue to swirl over his repeated past visits to his pedophile pal, Jeffrey Epstein's now infamous Little St. James Island in the Caribbean. I mean, the tea here is running piping hot. Uh, well, first of all, let's start with the wedding. She looked super cute. You know, these girls are so nice. Um, I mean, I don't know them, but they look like nice girls. And I always think of... Um, D- don't even... Don't e- I know what you're going to say. What a girl say- wants. But yeah, like the evil stepsisters. Yeah, like that's the what trope. they made them out to be. And like for my whole life, like that's what I just associated these girls as. But now watching The Crown, like understanding their place in the royal family, they're, they're lovely girls. And um, now they're both married and they're so cute. And I'm like happy for them. And she wore the crown headpiece that... 
Queen Elizabeth wore at her wedding. So the queen gave her something really oh, wow. special. So she had something special, even though she had like a non-wedding. And her dad wasn't even there. Now let's talk about the dad. So now that I watched The Crown, I fully understand that Prince Andrew is Queen Elizabeth's son. The, you like, did not realize that before. Did you no. think he was like some, some cousin? I, just, I thought it was related, you know? Okay. Big, big royal family. But he's really, he's in it. Like the queen is his mom. Charles's brother. Charles's brother. And these are William's his kids. uncle. These are, his, these are his kids. Yes. And... He's just such a disgrace. Like, he's so inextricably linked with this whole Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein circle. Of all the people, powerful world leaders, rich people, his name gets brought up the most. He was so involved. And I feel like some other powerful rich people are able to, you know, assuage concerns being like, oh, I didn't know this. There's nothing that Prince Andrew could say that would make anyone believe that he didn't know. Well, I was watching the Information Discovery Channel Jeffrey Epstein thing and they said like you know when Jeffrey Epstein and all this stuff was coming out there were a lot of whispers about Prince Andrew but it was really like not confirmed at all and the palace I think felt that you know they that Prince Andrew could get out of it in some ways and he did that sit down interview with BBC Mm -hmm. and he made it so much worse and he made it so much worse it's honestly a hilarious interview like I really recommend um if you're just like not busy ever watching it because it's hilarious this is someone who thinks like his shit doesn't stink he's untouchable and then literally he sits down for an interview and the woman interviewing him is an amazing journalist she does not let him get by on any of the accounts yeah also Virginia Guifree um said that Epstein had trafficked her when she was 17 years old she's one of the key witnesses and there's she that said picture that, of them uh he forced her to have sex with his friends including Prince Andrew she accused the British royal of sleeping with her three times um during the time there's a picture of them together in a townhouse in London yes but there's a lot of pictures of a lot of people and as you said some of these you know well yes some celebrities a- have found themselves in photos with Ghislaine I said because her job was being a professional socialite but these young girls being trafficked oh yeah oh, they, yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. just going to parties with Prince Andrew they were there for a reason yeah Ghislaine just used to show up places because her job was to collect social currency friends rich yes. friends planes so if you're in a picture with Virginia what was her um Roberts, Virginia Roberts, which she's married now. So, but everyone remembers the name Virginia Roberts. Um, if you're in a picture with Virginia Roberts, like you are fucking shady. Yeah. And that Virginia Roberts is strong. Like I remember in the Netflix documentary, she said how like when she first came out against Prince Andrew and then also she said Alan Dershowitz, she got so much backlash. Like literally people, they were just doing everything they could to discredit her um, and her credibility. But it's like not even over. Like now, like she's, her name is always the one um, in the press. And I just, I pray that she has like good people around her because it's so hard to go through this. And this is literally like 20 years yeah. of this. It's so hard to go through it. And our fifth and final story um, relates back to our fourth story because a gunman disguised as a delivery driver kills a son and shoots the husband of a New Jersey federal judge. The 20-year-old son of a prominent New Jersey federal judge was shot dead and her husband was critically injured in an attack at their home on Sunday evening, according to reports. An unknown assailant disguised as a Federal Express FedEx delivery driver... Oh, is that what it stands for? I guess so. Gunned down Judge Esther Salas's 20-year-old son, Daniel Onderl, and shot her 63-year-old husband, Mark Onderl, at the North Brunswick home at around 5 p.m., authorities told the New Jersey Globe. Now, this is a horrible story. Horrible. The reason why it relates to what we were just discussing is because recently this judge has been presiding over an ongoing lawsuit from Deutsche Bank investors who claim the company failed to monitor high-risk customers, including the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. So this four judge, days ago, she got this case. Four days ago, she got a case related to Jeffrey Epstein. Yesterday, her son is murdered at their home and her awful. husband has been critically injured. Absolutely awful. There's no doubt in my mind that these two things are linked because this is a very elaborate hit. You know, it's not like some man showing up at your house with a gun. Like there's a FedEx truck and a FedEx uniform. Like this is an elaborate, well put together hit and it really only makes you think that like powerful rich people are behind it yeah especially given the fact that not four days ago she was given the Deutsche Bank um case with Jeffrey Epstein like apparently they lied to investors about uh, even after he like was out and known as a predator Deutsche Bank was lying to their investors about working with Jeffrey Epstein and they still were yeah so the shadiness of Deutsche Bank is like a whole other topic here um but first of all like 
this is just such a sad story. Like, I'm sorry that this this woman is like just doing her job and trying to serve the American people and her son and her husband are collateral damage in that. Like, that's that's horrible. And it's really, really upsetting. And I'm really sorry to her and her family that like this is this is the cost of just like being a judge. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? No. And I think we've said so many times, obviously now people are, you know, worried that Ghislaine, something mysteriously is going to happen to her. Um, And even with all all eyes on this situation, the people who are committing these atrocities are still shameless doing it. Yeah. We're all talking about it. Like Ghislaine Maxwell's gonna, she's going to go missing. And it's like, it's not even funny. Like it's, she's next. She should be like shaking because now first the judge, there are people there, not to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but there are people who don't want this out. Ghislaine is going to sing like a bird so she doesn't get the maximum sentence. She might even get like a light tap on the wrist for literally selling out every single person. And you know her and Jeffrey kept diaries. They kept sex tapes. They had taped everything on the plane, all their houses. They were all bugged. Like they have, I don't know where it is, but they have information. They have proof. They have blackmail. And she is going to give every last piece of paper to save her own ass and there's some very powerful people who it could implicate and they are not interested in being dragged into this yeah and And i i would bet my life they are behind this atrocity against a lovely judge in new jersey who was just trying to do her job this story is so upsetting very pit worthy I just... It's a disgrace to the justice system. It is. And it, sh- it displays more so than ever. Not that we needed even another reason why justice needs to be served in the case against Jeffrey Epstein and Galeen, but this needs to end. And I just want to say, anyone... Who the fuck would want to be on this jury? You know what I mean? Like, anyone who is involved in any case relating to Jeffrey Epstein, if his name is in one of the depositions or Ghislaine's case, the jury, the bailiff, the judge, the lawyers, everyone needs police protection. Like, I know I sound crazy, but it's true. This is horrible. And the, Ghislaine's case hasn't even started. Yeah. And look, an innocent life was taken of a young 20-year-old man. It's fucking terrible. And it makes me very angry. Mm-hmm. Shame. Shame on them. Now on a lighter note, we're going to switch over to our Toast Movie of the Week recap, which was Remember the Titans. But before I dive into that, allow me a moment to tell you about today's sponsor, Stamps.com. For all of our sakes, we need to avoid crowds any way we can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? Don't worry, Stamps.com is here to help. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and skip the lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. And if that wasn't enough, Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% off and no UPS residential surcharges. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer in the safety and comfort of your own home, office, or anywhere else you're hunkering down right now. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact is required. And like we said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off of every first class stamp and up to 62% off shipping rates. It is a no-brainer saving you time and money and keeping you safe in these crazy times. Right now, our listeners can get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. So if you want to get that special offer, which is a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in toast. Again, that's stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in toast. Stay safe, my friends. Love it. Love stamps.com. Okay. I have so many fucking notes. Um, About Remember the Titans. Yes, because I loved it. And I didn't even realize, but obviously it's on Disney Plus, which just made it really premium viewing experience. I completely agree. My first thought was how star-studded the movie was. I mean, obviously like Denzel, but I think Denzel was a star even when this movie was made. But Ryan Gosling, um, young Ryan Gosling, uh, Kate, Kate Bosworth. Bosworth. And Hayden Pentier, of course. Oh, he, uh, okay. So I loved the movie. And... I loved the message. I loved everything. I loved the cast. I laughed. I cried. But I had one major problem. And that was Hayden Panettiere's character. Like, not to just be so annoying. But, like, my God, she was annoying. Like, we get it. You like football. Like, she was just so, like, I felt like her character. I saw, it was obviously someone who was, like, young and raised 
a certain way and it was supposed to I think show how that can change but my god she was fucking annoying like I just I liked her oh I really did I not like her she was such a good actress even at such a young age and also I think what she represented was just like this pure love of football you know because even when that ref was making unfair calls right. and her dad coach Yost mm-hmm. um saw the way his daughter was reacting like it has nothing to do with race like this is about football and, what, and doing what's right and what's fair and she represented just like the game yeah I guess I, every character really served a purpose I agree I um, mean for me what I took away from the movie was like you know a lot of the older people in the town who really were the problem, they grew up in a totally segregated city and they couldn't see past like their own fucking racial like mindset. Whereas like kids are so like when they all went to camp and got out of like the bullshit politics of the town, like it was easier for them to just like, get along like they're just boys like they like football yeah and they music. have common interests so it really highlights like the whole and what we've been saying is like racism is really learned and it can be unlearned and as a kid who's just like you know living and there who isn't fully developed yet like it's much easier whereas like these older people who are so set in their ways it wasn't until Denzel Washington was like this amazing coach and everyone loved him and he won all the games that people finally started to respect him when they should have just respected him the second he became he moved to the city yeah you know yeah um, okay, wait, I have more notes. Hold on. Okay. Um, I can't believe Ryan Gosling like became so famous and like this was one of his movies because honestly, um, he had the tiniest role and he wasn't, he didn't even look cute. Like, no, he was like not, didn't look like he should be on a football team. Agreed. Um, but he, I liked his character. He was cute. Well, so many of the characters on the football team were so funny. Like that, I was really laughing a lot at the movie, I which I didn't expect. So much. I loved that Julius and Gary and Gary was the one who, spoiler alert, ended up passing away. Um, I loved that, like, they were the most, they were both, like, obviously the leaders of their individual groups of friends, but they were so, in the beginning, like, not willing to change. They were, like, the most rigid, and then, like, immediately, like, something clicked at camp, and they just became, like, best friends, and then when he was in the hospital, she was like, are you blind? That's my brother. Like, I was living, and then, like, the way Julius, and his mom was, like, really, um, Gary's mom was, like, really close-minded, like, at the bus when he dropped them all off, and when... Julius came over and like gave the mom a hug and picked her up like I was literally sobbing no sobbing their friendship between them was was so wonderful to watch like the way it all played out I agree with what you said about like what happened at camp like when they were able to just detach from their community and what people expected of them and just like be high schoolers playing football like yeah. it, it it's it's not about race and they're a better team because of it. Right. And, and I can't believe this is like the color of friendship. Again, a true story. Like, I, Oh my God. I love that it was a true story. I love that they told me in the beginning that was a true story because um, I would have found out after and been like, oh my God, I can't believe that's a true story. Yeah. And I just, I loved truly every single minute of it. So I was talking about it on my Instagram and I'm like, I can't believe I've never seen this movie. And Ben couldn't believe I had never seen it either. And I was talking to Zach Shapiro last night because it's like, as boys, like they loved this movie. And maybe it was because we grew up in a house of all girls. I feel like we, I feel like we had to have seen this movie, but too, like, but I don't remember. Right. Well, I was saying on my Instagram, I'm like, this should really be like required viewing in middle schools because honestly, I felt like it was such an accessible movie and it spoke about like serious sad stuff in a very digestible way yeah um and I thought it was perfect for kids and literally everyone responded to me and they're like it is required viewing like literally everyone in the, in the country has seen yeah. this movie they're like literally they made us watch it once a year in gym class like everyone dm'd me so maybe it was just our school but I feel as though my schooling failed me yeah oh my god that is really funny yeah no literally everyone was like I've seen this movie like a hundred times they make you they make you watch it at the beginning of the year that is really, well, really you know funny. but I'm glad I hope that they're still doing it because Good. it's such yeah. an applicable movie and oh my god Ben was so whenever I cry during movies Ben makes me feel so uncomfortable like he's literally like comes up in my face are you crying there's like tears falling cry no it's so <laughs> annoying and and Ben doesn't really cry at movies he was sobbing and I it took every mature bone in my body like not to go up and say are you crying <laughs> but I didn't he was so emotional and I was confused because they start the movie with a funeral. Yes. And then Gary gets into the accident and you're like, oh, he's obviously the one who dies. Oh, I didn't think that because the ages of the, of mostly Hayden Panettiere, she was So older. I didn't remember. I just saw like a blonde girl. So I just, I can't believe that Gary was the one who ended up dying in another car crash. Mm-hmm. Like what 
misfortune. Yeah. And it's a true story. I obviously like Googled all the people afterwards. I was just so um, like interested in seeing what they looked like. And they did a great job of casting people who really looked a lot like their original characters. And I just, I loved the movie. Like I was really wanting to be like a part of the team. The guy Lewis who said he was too dumb to get into college. Oh and then God. by the end he had a C plus average and he's hugging Denzel Washington. And now he's like a prominent businessman. And that's what I said to Ben. I'm like, People think it's just like high school football, like it's so silly, but it's like it really sets the tone for your rest of your life and really like making, especially a lot of these kids who like might not have had going on, they a lot going on, they weren't good at school. I mean, good in school. It gives them like a sense of purpose and at a young age, I, that's like really valuable. And I said, I'm like, look at them. They all went on to have like amazing careers in you know the schooling system, in sports, like in other stuff. And that wouldn't have been possible if like no one really made them feel like a winner and feel like they yeah. were important when they were in high school. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like those school activities, whether it be football or other, being a part of a team, learning these skills, doing, you know, going three-day practices when that's not what you would choose to do with your summer, mm-hmm. uh, definitely... It makes a man out of you. It, it it does. And that guy, Lewis, like he was just like, I'm not going to college. And then he ended up having this like flourishing career. Yeah. Oh man, I love, I always say this because it's a theme with all the movies. It's like, if any of the movies that I watch ends with a black screen and white text, like, you know, it's a good movie. And you this do. one, it had the white text. No, And you know, even if the movie wasn't good up until that point, like now I love it. But I loved every single minute of the movie. It's impossible not to get chills when that text flashes on the screen. No, it's impossible. And I love, like, I'm so glad they showed us what everyone else was up to. It was kind of surprising that no one really went on to play professional football. I thought that too. Considering they were the second best team in the, in the state, country. So aren't, uh, yeah, in the country. So aren't those players, like, the second best players in the country? Like, don't they go to the NFL? But I, I thought guess that too. I guess it doesn't work that way. No, but I, um, at, upon researching, I saw a picture of Denzel Washington and the character in real life meeting and it was so... I like got really emotional and the um the coach actually uh coach Boone uh, died literally December 2019 he just passed oh away but what a legacy what a legacy what a life wow fabulous amazing. movie thank you to whoever suggested it because that is I even feel like I learned some stuff about football too Oh, no, I don't. Like, just the way that that plays go. Well, yes. Actually, what I did learn is, like, football is obviously, like, the best athlete. But it's very strategic. Like, the plays. And when when they got the math coach to, like, put – the math teacher to, like, put all these numbers together for uh, Hayden Panettiere's dad. Um, There were so many characters, by the way. I literally don't know anyone's name. Like, I know, like, Julius Gary and, like, the coaches. But, like, the teammates, I don't know any of their names. Oh, I know some of them. Rev. And then there was Ray, who got the boot. Yes. Um – yeah. It was just hard. I was like literally, I know like their their numbers, but I couldn't remember their name. <laughs> um, but Hayden Panettiere's dad, when he got that um, playbook or whatever with the math teacher's notes, like m- football is really also like strategy and numbers. Yes. Which I didn't know. Like the plays, you can be a good team, but if you don't have good plays, then you're not going to make it. Yeah. It's, it's about the whole thing. It's about the whole thing. Okay, so that was our movie. And then for our next week movie, which we'll be recapping on Monday, we're doing Black Panther, which Ben is going to be so excited about because I don't really watch like superhero. I don't watch Marvel. I actually never even saw Wonder Woman. Um, And Ben has been... Ben says that this was his favorite movie he ever saw. Actually, he also said about Remember the Titans. Like, maybe he's just lying. Um, He's going to be thrilled to know that I'll watch it with him. Yeah. So it's Black Panther, like one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. I heard it's phenomenal and... I don't think the highest grossing movie of all time would be bad. Right. I'm so excited. Except Avatar was a little um, controversial. I never, saw and it. I, I never saw it. And it was the highest grossing movie of all time. That and, actually, like, and I didn't really like it. Well, I don't think I would like it either, which is why I, I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, that's all she wrote. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we post videos on YouTube Monday through Friday, and we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found, so that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places, so wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys very much, and we hope you have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.